Hi, welcome to Overthinking Entrepreneur. I'm Megan, and I've had a successful online business for a few years now, and I think I overthought probably about 90% of my decisions along the way. Honestly, I just overthought whether I should say 90% or pretty much every decision in this intro. So if you find that relatable, you are definitely in the right place. In this podcast, I will help you get out of overthinking and into action so that your online business can finally start growing. This week, we're going to talk about how to get yourself to take action when you just don't feel like it. And this is a very fitting topic for me to be talking about this week because I was not planning to record this episode right now at the time that I'm recording this episode. It's been kind of a journey to get episode four recorded. So I had been planning to record it on Thursday, but on Wednesday, I felt like it. And I said, you know what? When I feel like it, I need to run with that feeling. So I rearranged my schedule and I recorded on Wednesday and I The episode was by no means perfect. I had a few different times where I messed up and I even straight up lost my train of thought once and had to just like pause and regroup. It was not perfect, but I was really happy with how it flowed. I came up with some great examples. I thought everyone was really going to like that episode. And then it turns out I did not turn on my microphone and I recorded 35 minutes of nothing. (laughs) So that was pretty devastating. And I figured, you know what, I'm just going to set that aside for a little bit. And I'd actually been planning to record it on Monday. But my toddler is sick, and I'm afraid that by the time Monday rolls around, it might hit me too. So I had to get myself to do something that I didn't necessarily feel like doing today, which is record this episode. So I want to share with you just some of the strategies and mindset things that have really helped me over the years to get myself to get things done on the days when I'm just not feeling like it. Now, I am not talking about needing to be max productivity all the time. I want to just put this out there before we go any deeper into this episode. I am not one of those people that says you have to hustle 24-7 or you're not serious about your business. I think that's going to burn you out. I think that that's going to impact your mental health in the long term. I do not endorse that mindset whatsoever. But I also think that you can't just work when you feel like it, especially if you're earlier on in your business and you're not necessarily relying on it for a source of income and you find that more often than not, you just don't feel like it, that's when something has to change. If you are sick, if you have something serious going on in your life, please take time off. And even if you're drained, let's say you've had a really hard week, like I am all about prioritizing yourself and making sure that your business can work with you and fit around what you have going on. This is more so for those days when There's really no good reason that you can't be working and you want to be working, but you just don't feel like it. (laughs) What do you do when that happens? So like I said, if you need to rest, please rest. I think it's really important to give yourself permission to rest. And it can be hard to do that, especially when you have big goals and, you know, it, it can be really hard to feel like, well, I should just push through. I need to just keep going. I can't take a day off. I need to keep going. And sometimes you need to just look inward and say, do I need to rest? Do I need a break? And sometimes the break that you need is just a short one and then you can work afterwards. But sometimes you just need a break. You need to take the night off or the weekend off even depending on what's been going on with you. And I have found that I used to try and not let myself take those rest days, not let myself take those breaks. I would say, no, 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 I can't take a day off. I have too much to do. And I would try and push through. And then I would hit that wall of burnout and I would end up taking a lot more time off than just that one evening. So I have learned that for me and for most of us, if you're really starting to feel that burnout feeling approaching, 
please give yourself a break. What I like to do is decide up front how long my break is going to be. And this helps me a lot. If I say, oh, you know what? I think I just need some time off. Life has just been too much lately. What happens is who knows how long I'll take off. It might be one day. It might be a week. And this isn't quite as true for me these days because my family relies on the income from my business at this point. But early on when I was just starting out and I was just building things up and we didn't necessarily need the business to be successful, it was so easy for me to say, I think I'll just take some time off. I'm tired. And next thing I know, a week has gone by. (laughs) So what I like to do now is say, okay, I think I need tonight or I think I need the weekend. And I'll kind of feel out with myself how much time do I really think that I need to recover. But I will tell myself, okay, tonight, I'm going to just eat ice cream and play video games. I'm a video games girl, although I mostly play Nintendo games. I'm not big on the like shooting people kind of games. I'd rather like jump on someone's head (laughs) like Mario style. But, you know, I'll decide. Tonight I'm going to play video games. I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to eat ice cream. And tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to feel recharged and I'm going to be ready to go. And when I tell myself that, it works. It works wonders for me. When I do wake up the next morning, I do feel ready to go because I've already decided and I've already sort of told my brain to be in the mood for that in the next morning, if that makes sense. So when you do need to rest, and of course, if there's something like, if you have a circumstance going on in your life that is something that's very serious and very hard, this doesn't apply to you, okay? I just want to, I'm talking to the people that are just living their normal life and you're just not feeling like it and maybe you're feeling a little bit burnout, it's okay to take a day or two and come back strong. So, okay, now that we have that out of the way, I think it's just really important. And I think so many people don't tell you that. So many people have this like, you have to be consistent at all costs and you have to every single day of your life. And I remember even when I was in my first business, which was network marketing many years ago, the amount, so like the little term that the company used for the amount that we were paid on was BV. I think it stood for bonus volume. It's been so many years now, but it still sticks in my head. So many of the top leaders would always say, there's no BV in TV. Like to shame you and to to make you feel badly that if you ever watch TV, you can't possibly be serious about your business. And I so fundamentally disagree with that. I think that what you should do is manage your time get your activities done for your business, and then relax and watch TV. But I think that the reason that they would say that, I think they were they were talking about what I want to talk about in this episode, which is, oh, I just don't feel like it. I think I'm just going to watch TV and then say that I don't have any time to work my business and I'm not getting anywhere, but it's because I never actually do anything. <laughs> you know, I, I, And I'm sure that's what they were getting at, but I just, it really rubbed me the wrong way because I don't think that it means whether you're serious about your business or not. I think that it a lot of times just comes down to have you put in the right work to know what even needs done? Have you done the mindset work that it's going to take to get you to show up and do it consistently? Do you believe that you can succeed? Because if you don't, deep down, it's really hard to get yourself to show up, you know? So I think it's so much more complex than that. But I also think that sometimes we just don't feel like it. And it's not any deeper than that. You're just not in the mood. There are so many things, even some of my favorite things to do, I'm not in the mood for every minute of every day, you know, but we have to kind of learn as an entrepreneur to recognize when you need a break and when you need to push through. And then you need to develop those strategies that help you push through and help you manage to get things done on those days when you're not really feeling it. So Let's dive into some of my favorites and the ones that work really well for me. So sometimes it's as simple as taking a break. And when I say taking a break, 
I have to be careful with this one because if my break gets too long, I won't come back for my break. I know myself well enough to know that. But a lot of times if I've been sitting at my desk for a while and nothing's really happening and I just feel like I'm just sitting here and wasting time and scrolling and reading random BuzzFeed articles or who knows what, for some reason I see all of these ads on my Facebook that are about horror movies and I don't really like to watch horror movies, but for some reason I do like to read summaries of what happened in the horror movies. So I spend a lot of time doing that on my unproductive days. I don't even know. Please don't. If anyone else does this too, let me know. I'm not just a complete weirdo. (laughs) um, Anyway, (laughs) sometimes I need to just take a break and just walk away for a minute and do something else and come back and sit down. So a lot of times my office is upstairs. It's on the second floor of my house. And so I'll go downstairs and make a cup of coffee or grab myself a snack or something that kind of breaks breaks me out of just sitting at my desk doing nothing. Taking that little break and saying, okay, I'm going to go eat some lunch or I'm going to go have a cup of coffee or I'm going to go um, do something else. I have to be careful You might have more discipline and strength than I do in this area, but I cannot go and say like, oh, I'm just going to watch some TV and then I'll get back to work. The odds of me actually getting back to work after I sit down and relax and watch some TV are very low. But if you can do it, that's a great option. Um, Sometimes I will read maybe something more personal development related or I will do some dishes or some laundry or something else that needs done just to kind of break it up so that I can kind of shake things up for myself and then come back to my desk, sit down and it feels like a fresh start. And a lot of times I will be able to get back into being more productive when that happens. So sometimes it's just a quick break and it makes sense. You know, it's it's kind of like when people work in the office and they'll go get a cup of coffee or, you know, walk around, talk to some of their coworkers. It's, it's kind of that same thing. And for me, the physical distance helps a lot. If I sit at my desk and say, okay, I'm going to let myself take a break. Maybe I'll just, um, you know, scroll or do whatever on my computer that's not work, that doesn't help me. I will end up wasting way more time doing that than I meant to. I have to actually get up and physically leave my workspace and then come back when I need to take a break. So you'll kind of get to know what works for you. And you may find like me, you can't really watch TV or do something that much of a leisure activity. And if you do watch TV, be smart about what you're choosing. Don't pick a dramatic series that you know is going to leave you with a cliffhanger and make you want to watch more. Um, I'm trying to think. So Lost. Lost is one of my all-time favorite shows. You're never going to sit down and watch one episode of Lost unless you were watching it back when it originally aired a week at a time, which I cannot even imagine. If you were one of those people that watched it that way, you have you were much stronger than me. I waited until it was done and then I binged the whole show. And I've done it a few times now. And even on the rewatch, when you mostly know what's going to happen, you still can't watch just one episode. So be smart. If you're going to watch TV, don't pick something that you know is really addictive that you're going to have a hard time walking away from. But sometimes taking a break is all that you need to kind of reset your brain and start to get things done again. Another thing that can help, it's kind of the same thing, but I don't know, it feels a little bit different and more specific for me, is to get a little bit of movement. So this could be something like going for a walk taking a quick stretch break. This could even be putting on a song that you love and just dancing around your office for a little bit, or sometimes even just like jogging in place or some jumping jacks or, you know, whatever you like to do. But getting that blood flowing, if you've been sitting at your desk for a long time, I do have a standing desk, but I'll be honest, I I sit more than I, mine will adjust back and forth, but I sit way more than I stand when I work. And so I think sometimes just like sitting in that one place and nothing's really happening and you're trying to just 
create movement out of nowhere, like movement within your own brain or within your work activities. And you're just sitting there and like trying to willpower yourself into getting to work. And that's really hard for me. So if I get up and I just like move a little bit in some way and I get my blood flowing, it gives me more energy and just sort of gets my brain firing again a little bit better in a different way. And then I can sit down and get back to work. So sometimes getting a little bit of movement in can be wonderful. And if you are sitting there, let's say that you're trying to write a post or make a creative decision. If you're really struggling with it, I love to either take a walk or take a shower I don't know what it is about the shower, but I get some of my best clarity when I'm in the shower. So (laughs) random little bonus tip for you there. But if you are struggling to make a decision, going on a nice walk outside or taking a nice shower tends to work wonders for me in helping me get that clarity. Ever wish that you could just hit the reset button on your business? Maybe you've gotten a little bit off track or you just know that it's time for that fresh start. We just wrapped up a business reset inside of my membership and it went so well that I have decided to turn it into a full-blown program. So it's gonna come with video trainings, a workbook, some other PDF resources from my shop. It's gonna take me a little bit of time to get that ready, but that is beneficial for you because this week only, you can grab it on a pre-sale price inside my shop. You will automatically get the workbook and the other PDF resources and then as soon as I have the trainings ready, they will be loaded into your portal. You'll get instant access to them. So if you know that this is something that you need, we cover goal setting and planning, mindset around your business, creating those action steps of what you're going to do to move your business forward, and then how to create a plan and a schedule so that you actually implement what it is that you've worked on. It's a complete reset to kind of give you that fresh start that you need for your business. So you have this week only to grab it at that pre-sale price. Some of the other strategies that I like to take. So let's say I've done nothing for the day. My, you know, I have a to-do list and I've made no progress on it. I like to start by saying, okay, I just have to do one thing. That's it. All I have to do is one thing on my to-do list. And action tends to lead to more action. It, I think some of it has to do with just that satisfaction, kind of that dopamine that's created in your brain. So you get to do something and you cross it off your to-do list. And by the way, I highly recommend a daily to-do list. I personally write mine in my Apple Notes app every day. That way it's always with me, whether I'm on my phone or my computer. I used to use a little notebook. So if you are more of a pen and paper, whatever format works for you is completely fine. But a daily to-do list works wonders for keeping you on track, making sure that when you have time to work, you get things done. And that satisfaction of crossing things off the to-do list just cannot be beat. (laughs) Do you love that satisfaction like I do? I will actually write things onto my to-do list that I've already done, but I didn't write down at the start of my day just so that I can cross them off, just so that I can see to myself what all I've done throughout the day. So if I don't feel like doing anything and I'm looking at a really intimidating to-do list, it's really hard to get yourself to tackle it. So what I do is I say, okay, I just have to do one thing. That's it. If I pick just one thing from this to-do list and get it done, that is so much more productive than doing nothing. One thing off my list moves my business forward much more effectively than no things off my to-do list. So even if I only do the one thing, I still feel a million times better and I still consider it to be worth it. But it's very rare for me to only do the one thing because doing that one thing leads to another thing and another thing and another thing. And let me kind of give you an example of how this works. Have you ever, let's say that, let's go back to that coffee break. Let's say that I go downstairs 
And I decide I'm going to get a cup of coffee. But on my way down, I almost trip over my toddler's toy vacuum that is his current favorite. So I say, you know what, I'm going to pick that up and put it back in the closet so no one trips over it. And on my way to the closet, I see something else on the floor. And I pick that up and I say, you know what, I'm going to put this back in his toy basket too while I'm at it. And then next thing I know, I see that he left some Cheerios on the floor. And I say, I'm going to pick these up and put them in the kitchen, excuse me, in the trash can. So I put them in the trash can in the kitchen, and on my way, I see there's some dishes in the sink. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to put these in the dishwasher. Next thing you know, my coffee break has turned into me doing six different things to clean up my house. And I wasn't intending to do any of those things, but the one led to the next, led to the next, led to the next. And it's the same way with your business to-do list. So that is what I always tell myself if I really just don't feel like doing anything that day. Let's just start with one thing. And that's all that I have to do. And then after I do that one thing, I can decide if I want to keep going or not. I use the same strategy on days when I don't feel like exercising. This actually doesn't happen to me too often anymore. It is such an ingrained habit for me. For so many years now, I've been exercising every Monday to Friday right when I get up in the morning that it's just, it's not even a decision that I consciously make anymore because it's just what I do. It's it's what I know I'm going to do when I get up. So I don't struggle with this too much. But On days that I do or when I was creating this habit, what I would tell myself is I only have to do five minutes. I only have to do five minutes of exercise. And if I am completely miserable, I can stop and I don't have to finish the rest of my workout. I never stopped. I used this strategy so many times and every time I decided to keep going. It's because starting is the hardest part. Same thing with your business to-do list, right? Whenever, for most things that you struggle to get yourself to do, It's just starting. It's getting yourself to start that is the difficult part. And once you start, it's pretty easy to keep going. So I kind of adopt this same strategy with my business. And I say, okay, I'm just going to do one thing. And I truly mean it. If I only do one thing and I'm done, I am allowed to stop. This isn't me like lying to myself or trying to trick myself. I really do mean I can just do one thing. And I have had a handful of times where I only did the one thing and that's it. But nine times out of 10, I go on to do some more things. Elaborating on this a little bit, so many people tell you when it comes to your daily to-do list to start with the hardest or most time-consuming task on your list. And I completely understand why. I actually even read a book that talks about this exact concept. And it makes a ton of sense why people recommend that. But I have found that in the actual practical implementation, it doesn't work very well for me. When I'm staring at my long to-do list and I don't feel like doing any of it, and then I have to pick the longest, most complicated, difficult task on it, the one that I probably like doing the least, is it easy to get myself to do that one? No, it's not. (laughs) It's not at all. Have I successfully pulled it off a few times? Yes. Have I tried and failed and done nothing that day instead? quite a few times. So what I do is the complete opposite of that popular advice. I start with the easiest, quickest thing on my to-do list. A lot of times this will be something like posting to my stories on Facebook or responding to a message that someone sent me earlier and I just haven't made the time for. I knock out a really quick and easy task on my to-do list because then I get to check it off. And I, by the way, if you don't know this on Apple Notes, you can turn any note into a checklist. There is a little check mark button at the top. It blew my mind. I went years. I'm kind of embarrassed how long I went without realizing. So most of you are probably like, yeah, no kidding. Everyone knows that's there. But in case you were like me and you didn't know, if you go into Apple Notes and you start typing out your list, you can highlight your list and click that check mark and it turns it into a checklist for yourself. And then you can go through and check things off one by one. 
So I will pick one of the easiest, quickest things on my to-do list and get it done. And then same thing, another quick and easy thing on my to-do list. And next thing you know, I've done three things, maybe four things, and that's awesome. And so even if that's all I do, I've crossed more things off my list than just that one hardest, most difficult task. Now, you do need to be careful with this because if you employ this every day and those bigger tasks are never getting done, that might be a problem over time. You need to look at the long-term effects and make sure that you're prioritizing the things that will move your business forward. But on a random day when you're just not feeling it, pick the easy things and start there. So many more times that I've started with the easy things, I've found that motivation and kept the ball rolling and actually did those bigger, harder tasks a lot more of the time than when I tried to just start with that big, difficult task. So give yourself some small wins which will help you feel better about yourself. When you're sitting there and saying, I haven't done anything today and I'm so frustrated with myself and then you try and take on an intimidating task, it's hard. When you start small and say, okay, now I feel better. I've already done four things off my to-do list. That's awesome. Now you are feeling more confident and you are feeling that momentum and you are feeling much more in the headspace of, okay, I think I can tackle that big thing now. So I know that's the opposite advice of what you may have heard before, and you are completely free to disagree with me, but try it both ways and see which one you find more consistently works for you. And then another thing that I've started doing recently that has helped me so much is to have backup tasks. So what I mean by this is that I will always set out and decide what I want to work on, especially if I have a big week where I need to have a lot that I'm getting done. So for example, while I'm recording this, this week was podcast launch week. That inqu- that took a lot of time, a lot of effort. There was a lot of little pieces and parts that went into it. And then I am also leading the people in my membership through a business reset that has been amazing. And so each week I've had to kind of figure out what we're doing for the business reset and create a workbook for that. And then I've also had to work on podcast stuff. And, you know, it's a lot of things behind the scenes that I've been trying to juggle. So what I do, because I can easily get overwhelmed when I have a lot of a lot of different things that need done, I always sit down and I decide when am I going to do each thing. And I will plan out for myself what day I'm going to work on what. Because that really cuts down on my overwhelm when I can see, okay, it's all going to get done. There's time for each of it. I can see where I'm going to do it. And it just really helps me feel better. But sometimes I run into the issue of it's not even that I don't feel like working, but I don't feel like working on the tasks that I had planned for the day. And for many years, I fought against this side of my nature. And I would say, no, no, no. This is what needs done today. I already decided this. I have the plan. I have to stick to the plan. And I would try and force myself to do the thing that I had decided I was going to work on today. Maybe 25% of the time, I was able to force myself to actually work on the thing. And the other 75% of the time, I just wasted time and ended the day frustrated with myself that I didn't actually make much progress. So in the spirit of trying to fight against myself and learning to work better with myself, like I've been talking about with my overthinking, I now have backup tasks at all times, things that are on my long-term to-do list that I really want to get done that I know are important for my business but aren't necessarily time-sensitive. So for example, the welcome sequence when someone joins my email list, it needs a serious overhaul. And I just have not made the time and made it a priority yet. It's been one on my backup task task list for a while now. So if I have one of those days where I just don't want to work on the thing that I'm supposed to be working on, 
instead of sitting there and fighting against myself and getting nothing done and feeling frustrated, I will pick something from my list of backup tasks instead. And that way, things still get done. And oftentimes, the things that are on my personal backup task list are the things that I know will be beneficial in the long term and the things that I want to do, but the things that aren't time sensitive and have been kind of hanging out on my long term to do list for a long time. So it's actually a huge win to check one of those items off. It can feel like, well, wait, why am I not doing the thing that I set out to do today? But I'm still doing something that needs done instead of sitting there getting frustrated with myself. So I often call this being a a productive squirrel. (laughs) So I allow myself to still have that squirrel moment of, wait, this is what I'm supposed to be working on, but I'm going to squirrel over to something else. But it's in a productive way. I'm not squirreling to video games or squirreling to something that will waste time. I'm squirreling to something that is still productive in my business. So I hope that makes sense. And I hope that you can learn to channel your own productive squirrel because it has been a really big game changer for me lately. Okay, so those are the things that I tend to do when I just don't feel like it. But I also thought it'd be really fun. I came up with five ideas for you of something that you can do that kind of feels like slacking off, but is still going to be helpful in the long term of your business. So if you're having a day and you're just not doing anything on your list, you can also borrow this and put these on your backup tasks for when you need to productive squirrel. But I just thought it might be helpful to give you five things that you might not have thought of that to me, feel like I'm blowing off my work. They kind of, they give that like skipping school feeling that a lot of us still crave on certain days, but they will still be things that are moving your business forward. So number one, get yourself fancy and take a bunch of photos. And when I say fancy, I've just always liked the word fancy, but I do not mean fancy, fancy. Whatever fancy means to you, get yourself to where you feel confident to be on camera, whatever that means for you. Put on your favorite outfit, do your makeup. If you wear makeup, do your hair, whatever you need to do. A lot of times I will get in the shower and wash my hair. I have curly hair, which is, you know, it's a whole thing depending on how much you know about curly hair, caring for it. And I also have a toddler, so I don't have a ton of time to spend on my own hair right now. And so if I was going to do this, I would take a shower. I would spend a little extra time and try and get my curls to look nice. I would put on some makeup. I would grab a few outfits and then I would take a bunch of photos and give yourself as much variety as you can so that you will have these photos to use for social media posts, for your website, for whatever it is that you might need photos for. You're never going to be mad at yourself for having a bunch of great photos that you can use however you want to. You're just not. I have the opposite problem all the time where I say, man, I haven't taken any good new photos recently and I need something for this post and I don't know what to use. So it's really helpful to have a stockpile of photos that you can pull from whenever you need them. So I like to change things up. Put on different earrings. Put your hair up and then pull it down. Put on a jacket. Take off the jacket. Change your jewelry. Change your shirt. Whatever you can change, also change the room that you're in. So change your background, change your lighting, go outside, whatever you can do to give yourself as much variety as possible in the photos, it will be so helpful to have them in the long term. So that's something that can feel really fun, especially if you need a little bit of self-care. You can really pamper yourself and kind of give yourself a little spa day and then take a bunch of photos and it can still be something helpful for your business. The next thing that you could do is Go in Canva if you use Canva and make some graphics and just let yourself have fun with it. I am someone, so I don't want to call myself a Canva hater. It's not that I hated Canva. I just, for a long time, did not enjoy making graphics. And it's still not my favorite thing to do, but I have 
learned to have more fun with it recently. I've really been letting myself just play when it comes to going into Canva sometimes. And my little dino logo, I had fun dressing him up as Santa Claus for a 12 Days of Christmas promo I did in my shop. I had a ton of fun making my little podcast dino. Um, So I've really been learning to embrace canva and having fun with graphics a little more and i understand more now so many of you over the years have said oh i just want to play in canva and i'm like that's my nightmare what are you talking about i can see what's fun about it now so if you enjoy making graphics that can be a fun way to kind of slack off and let yourself feel like you're just playing around and having fun but still create any graphics that you're going to need over the next few weeks or a few months or whatever that looks like for you so that they're done and you'll have them when you need them number three Spend some time on your phone or your computer, but I think most of us, this would apply more to your phone, and create albums to make your life so much easier. So if I say, hey, have you posted a good customer testimony screenshot recently? And you say, hmm, no, I know that I have some of those, but they're buried in my phone camera roll with my thousands of other photos and who knows where they are. I used to be really good about organizing my photos and lately I have not been and especially because I have a toddler and he's so darn cute and I take a million photos a day of him and so things get buried much more easily than they used to. So this can be something that's a lot of fun too because you get to kind of go down memory lane. You'll see all these photos from months ago or years ago depending on how far back you scroll and you'll get to relive some memories, see some fun stuff that you forgot about. But while you're doing this, what you can do is create albums within your uh, within your camera roll. So I would do one that is nice photos of yourself that you can use for business posts. I would do one that is photos of you and whatever you sell. So if you sell a physical product, get a bunch of photos of that product and yourself using it and any sort of demo videos or anything that you might need. Even for someone like me, I could put photos in there of me recording this podcast or videos of me recording the podcast or me typing on my computer or me footage of me doing a live video, things that I can use, especially like that great B-roll content for reels, but anything that I might want to be able to find quickly in the future, if you create an album for it and start getting the habit of adding things in there, it's going to make your life so much easier. And bonus is that this one can be done while you're watching TV or listening to music or whatever. You can you can be relaxing and organizing your photos and having fun, but also doing something that's really going to make your business tasks a lot faster moving forward. Number four, spend some time organizing or rearranging your physical space. So if you have an office in your home, um, I am very lucky to have an office now and I love it. I actually have two. So I have my regular office and now I have this closet office and I have really been digging this closet office because it is so warm in here. It is January and I live in Ohio in the United States and so it's cold and it stays so warm in my closet office. So I have been in here a lot lately, not just for podcast recording, but I was feeling this extreme urge to make over my my bigger normal office. I was feeling so unhappy with it and feeling like when I go in here, I'm just not productive. And I just like almost that urge of like, I need to change. I need to chop my hair or I need bangs. It felt like the business equivalent of I feel like I need to get bangs. And for the record, I'm not thinking about getting bangs, but I did make a post about this in my Facebook group because I thought it was funny. And a whole bunch of people tried to talk me out of getting bangs. And I was like, you guys, I'm not getting bangs. Don't worry. (laughs) It was just meant to be an analogy. But I really had this strong desire to just like throw out everything in my office and buy all new furniture other than my desk. I love my desk, but throw everything else out, paint the walls, start from scratch. And then there was a day where I was cleaning the house and I decided to spend a little bit of time in my office. And I realized I had all this 
junk piled up on my desk. There were piles of stuff everywhere. There were things from Christmas still there, just all kinds of stuff everywhere. So I spent some time cleaning up my desk. And then I cleaned and organized other parts of my office where things had been kind of built up. And just like magic, suddenly the desire to completely redo my office was gone. I do think I'm still going to paint. I never have managed to love the color that I chose for the walls as much as I thought I would once I actually got it on the walls. So I think in the long term, I probably will still paint and rearrange. But it's not this like burning desire of I have to change everything right now anymore. And it's because I got it cleaned and organized. When I try and sit at a desk that is a disaster, it really trickles over and kind of almost infects my brain. Like I feel like I can't think straight when my space is disorganized. So if you relate to that, how is the state of your desk right now or your office or wherever you work your business, whatever that looks like for you? When I first started, I did not have an office. So if you don't have a formal office in your home, that is fine. You don't need to have one. I think it's really helpful, but wherever the spaces that you work, is it a disaster? Because if it is, spend some time organizing it and getting it cleaned up. And I bet the next time you sit down to work, you're going to feel a lot more like you can focus with all of that clutter out of your way. If you don't need to clean your office or you don't have an office, you can also have some fun creating a new space for yourself to use for your business. So let's say you take a lot of photos or videos for social media. What if you create a new background for yourself? What if you create a space, maybe you hang some photos, maybe you move some shelves around, do some things to create a fun new backdrop for yourself. Don't you think you're gonna be so excited to record some videos and take photos in your new space? So what can you do to organize the physical space around you and your work areas, whether that is cleaning and organizing or whether that's creating a new fun space for yourself? I think having this closet office has been really fun for me because it's a whole new space to come to. It's not just my same old office that I've been using. It's this fun new space and it makes me want to come in here and get work done. And then the last thing is you can clean out your friends list. You can clean out people in your group or you can unfollow people. So depending on what social media you use, this is going to look a little bit different. Facebook has always been my main platform. And so I'm going to talk about this in terms of Facebook. But whatever platform you use, even if you're on Instagram, you know, you can unfollow people. But I want you to look at your newsfeed, first of all. Do you enjoy what you see in your newsfeed? If you don't, it's probably a sign that you need to clear out the, your friends or the people that you're following. If spending time on social media is a big part of your business, but you are not enjoying spending time on social media right now because when you open it and what you see on your newsfeed is just negative or things you're not interested in or people fighting or you know whatever that might look like, that is a sign that it is time to clean out your friends list. This may or may not apply to you depending on what your business journey has been like so far. If you are someone who was not a big user of social media and you haven't been in your business that long and you only have like 100 Facebook friends, you probably don't need a clean out. In fact, what you need is to really focus on connecting with new people so that you have people to talk to. But I was taught many years ago when I, like I said, I started out in network marketing and what I was taught was find random people go to their friends list and add all of their friends. So I ended up with all these people on my friends list that I didn't know, I didn't really like, we didn't have much in common. They were posting all this drama, all this negativity, and I was getting so miserable when I would open my newsfeed. And so I realized what I needed was a big friends list cleanup because I had all these people that I didn't even want to connect with. And I was missing posts from people that I forgot I was even friends with, that I would have loved to see and engage with and build relationships with and get to know. So doing a friends list cleanup 
can be beneficial in a lot of ways. It benefits your mental health by making it so that you enjoy your newsfeed more. But also, just practically, it will help the right people see more of your posts and kind of clear out the people who probably don't really like you either and don't engage with you because you just you don't really know each other. We can easily end up with a lot of people on our friends list that don't fit your ideal client mold and they're not really someone that you know in real life. And if that's the case, you can probably go ahead and and clear them out of there because once you start using social media for business, you have to shift your mindset a little bit about who you connect with and what you post and all of those things. And we'll talk about that in a future episode more. But just remember that clearing out your friends list can actually be a really good thing. If like me, you were once taught that it's a numbers game and it's all about quantity over quality, I completely disagree. I don't have the largest friends list, but I still make a lot of sales because the people that are on my list are the right people. So it's not purely a numbers game. Now, like I said, if you have a hundred friends and half of them are your family and you know they're not interested in what you do, you need to be focused on growing that network. You do need more than that. Like there is a line where it's it's not enough and you need to really focus on that growth if you want to see growth in your sales. But I don't want you to fall into the trap of thinking that you need to just add anyone and everyone and that you have to keep all of these people that you don't connect with and you don't really like on your friends or followers list purely because you have a business now. You still get to decide. And that's one of the best things about business, in my opinion, is that you get to connect with people that you really like. When you have a job, you don't always get to decide who comes in, especially if you work in like a a retail store or, you know, restaurant, you don't get to decide who comes in and who you have to encounter. And a lot of times you have to deal with a lot of really unpleasant people. In your business, you do have more control over this. You get to decide who you work with and who you don't. And you get to fill your newsfeed with people that inspire you and make you laugh and make you smile and that you genuinely want to connect with and you genuinely like. So just make sure that you have that in mind. And you can sit down and clean out your friends list. So the way that I did this, and I I did this years ago, and I'm probably due for another one at this point too. I do this every now and then when I realize it's been a while and I haven't done it. I think Project Runway had just got it added, gotten added to something. I don't know if we have any other fellow Project Runway fans <laughs> listening to the podcast, but I'm pretty sure Project Runway had just got it, gotten added, oh my gosh, I can't talk, to a streaming service. And I wanted to watch it. And so that was the deal I made with myself. Okay, I can binge watch this show if I'm cleaning out my friends list at the same time. So what I did was I opened my friends list alphabetically and I would go through the people one by one. If it was someone that I knew who they were and I knew that I liked them and I knew I wanted to keep them around, I wouldn't even click on their name. I would just keep going. But for anyone who I would say, I don't even know who this is or... I know who this is, but I don't really know them very well. And I, I don't know if I'm even seeing them on my newsfeed or I can't remember if I like their content or, you know, any any sort of uncertainty. I would click their name and I would go check out their profile and I would look at what they've been posting. I would look back through the last, I don't know, five to ten ish posts and ask myself, is this someone that I want to connect with? Is this someone that I feel like I would get along with? Is this someone that I want to get to know better? And is this someone that could potentially be a good fit for my business? And if not, I would unfriend. If the answer was yes, then what I would do is I would engage with a couple of their posts to just kind of try and reignite that algorithm a little bit and try and get us back onto each other's news feeds, especially if there's someone that I'm like, I didn't remember I was friends with this person. I never see their posts. So I would just, you know, hit like button, hit the like or the heart button on a few of their posts and maybe leave a comment or two. 
as a way to kind of reignite that relationship building. And I just went through my entire friends list that way. So if I knew who they were and I knew I wanted to keep them, I would just skip them. If I was unsure in any way, I would go to their profile and then I would honestly ask myself, is this someone that I want to connect with? And if not, I would unfriend. I don't bother with unfollow unless it's someone that I know in real life and I think that I could run into them and it could potentially be an awkward situation or it could hurt their feelings. If they are someone that you don't really know and you're not even quite sure how you became Facebook friends with them, the odds of them noticing that you've unfriended are incredibly low. They probably have no idea. If you don't have any sort of relationship with them, you don't really know them, just unfriend, okay? Don't give yourself all this drama or worrying about hurting someone's feelings. They're not even going to notice. But if they are someone that you are possibly going to encounter in real life in the future and you don't like their content but you're afraid that it could it could get a little hairy down the line, that's the only time that I use unfollow. Okay, so there's five things that you can do that feel like slacking off but can still benefit your business. Get fancy and have a photo shoot. Go in Canva and have some fun making some graphics. Spend some time organizing your photos and creating albums for yourself so that you'll save a ton of time in the future. Spend some time organizing your office or creating a new fun space to use for your business or clean out your friends list. So I hope that you will pick one of those to go try. Your action step for this episode is to write out a to-do list for the day if you haven't yet. Hopefully you have, but if you haven't, write out your to-do list and then pick the easiest, fastest thing from that to-do list and go get it done and cross it off. And just relish for a minute in that satisfaction of crossing something off your to-do list. Okay, I hope that you found this episode to be really helpful and I will see you again next week. I hope this episode inspires you to go take action on something you have been overthinking. As much as I wish you could, you cannot think your way to success. So promise me you're going to go take some action today. Head over to overthinkingentrepreneur.com to find all the cool stuff I've made for you over the years, like my free guide to getting more social media engagement and my Facebook group, Dynamite Entrepreneurs, which has a free course on social media basics.